Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Lauren Westbrook and meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. And happy National Video Game Day. All right. Yeah, did you know that that's what today is? It's I didn't, not until you just told me. September the 12th. Um, so think back to the first video game you ever played. If you look way, way back and think about the graphics and the sound and... Think about video games now. I mean, they've come such a long way. Really. They're award-winning movies. They They're are. theatrical. They are. They're incredible. Cinematographic, if that's a word. Cinematographic, I don't know. Anyway, well, since then, uh, we're going to do this little game in honor of Video Game Day, a little game. Fun. So we're going to test your knowledge. Okay, so question one, we've got some answers for you that'll pop up. What is the name Can of the princess? You, I don't need a button. You, yeah. just, just, just go ant with your, okay. What's the name of the princess in Nintendo's Mario franchise? Princess, princess Pear, Peach. Peach. Princess Pineapple, oh. or Princess Peach? You got Peach. it. Peach, okay, yes, right. know it. Okay, That's the old school. Off, right, we started off easy, right, with that one. Okay, here's the next one. So which company invented the first video game console? And I'll say, there are a couple answers out there that are kind of contradictory, but I did a little digging and I found out, but there are the choices, Commodore, okay. Magnavox, or Intellivision. Hmm. Say those Have again. Have you heard of any of those before? Commodore, Magnavox, or Intellivision? I'm gonna go with Magnavox. I'm gonna go with Commodore. Commodore, okay, so Magnavox, it was the Odyssey in 1972. Oh, I just Atari. watched a documentary. I thought that's right. what it was. Some people <laughs> said Atari, but uh, actually that was a, just a little hair later, the actual controller for what I've seen. Anyway, we have several other questions for you, and we want you to play along at home. Uh, what is the best-selling video game of all time, and that includes what are called pack-in sales? So those are games that are sold with a console or a handheld device. We saw that with a lot of those Nintendos back in my day. And then also, when was the first ever video game created? And if you watch Hardwired on this show, you probably will know the answer. You might know the answer. And the last one is, what is the average salary for a video game designer? If your kid says, I'd love to do this for a living, what, what kind of money can they make? You might be surprised. We'll see. We're going to have the answers for you a little bit later in the show. So those aren't multiple questions? Those we, aren't multiple well, answers? Well, like, see, not multiple choices. <laughs> <time, laughs> that's what I'm asking. Yeah. We might get more choices later. People have time to do a little digging and find out. But we'll give them the answers later in the show for sure. Let's get into our daily four. Yeah, number one, we have some drug did you knows. An FDA committee confirmed what we might have suspected. Fake Sudafed doesn't work at all. Back in 2006, cold medications containing pseudoephedrine were moved behind pharmacy counters because the drug could be processed into methamphetamine, but it is also an effective and long-used decongestant. Forced to find a substitute, 
drug companies started marketing medications containing phenylephrine instead. Now, 17 years later, an independent advisory committee told the FDA the drug is not effective as a decongestant. That means the drug companies sell about $1.8 billion worth of cold remedies each year that don't work. So how do, isn't that disappointing? Like, 16, we've been living a lie. <laughs> 16 different professionals, a panel of them, all unanimously agreed that it yeah. didn't work. Uh, so what do we do? So you, well, you have to ask, the, you have to ask for the, what's behind the counter. I think, you know, I remember when this happened, and I felt like a criminal going to get Sudafed with pseudoephedrine because it was behind the counter. You better write your name down, give your license, da 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 Well, it is good because it's a law, and there's mm -hmm. a reason why it's there, and I'm sure it has helped curb the production of methamphetamine, but it does make you feel kind of weird. So I wonder if sales dropped, but that's the stuff that works. I remember as a kid, yeah. that stuff really did work and getting you decongested. So, well, know. was it mental or did it actually work? Well, I don't know. This committee advised <laughs> the FDA drugs that don't work should not be sold. Yeah. The agency said it will study these recommendations. Yeah, and we have a couple of health topics in this first yeah. Daily Four. It's kind of like, did you know this and that? So an effective remedy for indigestion could already be in your spice rack. Researchers looked at treatment options for more than 150 people with indigestion stomach pain, a bloating, nausea, any feeling of fullness. And they analyzed how those involved responded to either the drug omeprazole or the spice turmeric, or a combination of the two. Now, omeprazole, which is better known to consumers by that brand name Prilosec, you might see that on the shelves, it's a common medication used to reduce acid in the stomach. And turmeric, which contains the compound curcumin has been used in Southeast Asia for hundreds of years to treat stomach discomfort and other inflammatory conditions. So the people in the study either, uh, they were evaluated for you know either 28 days, 56 days, they looked at all of them. Researchers found no major differences in the symptoms of the people taking the drug, whether they use turmeric or meprazole or both, which means that the effectiveness would be similar in these cases. And I think you know, generally people don't know in these studies, it's a blind study. Um, at what they're taking. So I take an Eprazole all the time, and I, you know, we have a couple studies out there in the ether that have talked about an association between dementia risk and Eprazole. They've been uh, debunked or at least contradicted by other studies, but they're out there. And so folks who are a little worried about that or concerned mm -hmm. about it, turmeric may be something you could at least try and see if you it works. You can get it in you. a capsule, right? Yeah. yeah. You can get, or ground mm -hmm. um, turmeric. So like. Um, I need to be way better about this because I'm not consistent, but sometimes you can put it in your tea, um, yeah. you can put it in your rice, like just a quick little dash in there. Um, and even in salad dressing too, you can Ooh, combine yeah. it in there and you don't even know that you have it and you're getting the healthy benefits of it. I have a confession for y'all. Yeah. I learned how to pronounce that for the first time today. Oh, no. <laughs> I was saying I, it all kinds okay, of wait, ways. How were you saying it? I think I was saying like turmeric or... Uh, okay, yeah. that's not far off. Yeah, yep, but <laughs> I learned today. It's okay, turmeric. <laughs> I never have to say try. it out loud. I just haven't in my just life. Drink yeah. It. Drink it with water yeah. and juice. It's in juices. Let's go to number two in our daily four. Yeah, everyone has an Achilles heel. And for New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers, it is his actual Achilles. This is really sad for him. He's now out for the rest of the NFL season. Maybe sad for your fantasy football team, too. According to multiple reports, he tore his left Achilles tendon during Monday night's game against the Buffalo Bills. Take a look at that play that took him out. Protection breaks down and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers in the sack for Leonard Floyd. 
Four plays in. I'll be honest, I didn't really see like anything that looks super significant right there. I That's how it goes most of the time. And, and then like, they, they get close up and you can kind of see. His left. Yeah, but uh, sometimes right. like those are the worst injuries when you can't mm -hmm. really tell oh, how gosh. a player is falling or what mm -hmm. went on. This was yes. with his debut with the Jets, his I debut. Know. Just <laughs> beginning. That's that's rough yeah. to see. Sacked by uh, the uh, the uh, rusher Leonard Floyd before he was carted off the field. So, yeah, that's you, you got to feel for that guy too because nobody wants to hurt someone that badly. And on X, formerly known as Twitter, the Jets posted, "This is not the way they wanted the season mm -hmm. to go." It, but Rogers' commitment to the team will help them move forward. People have called this a curse with the Jets, oh, and no. Aaron Rodgers is not only a well-known football player, but a well-known media personality, mm -hmm. and you hate to see anybody hurt like that, so yeah. well, bummer. I, we know he's a strong-willed, strong-minded person. You can read about his personal life and kind of the way he goes about setting his intention for the season, so hopefully his healing will be quick and he's all right. We do hope the best yeah. for him, for sure. Let's get now to number three in our Daily Four, and if you're uh, <laughs> if your fantasy football team is tanked now, uh, let's talk about some wine, right? So we think about <laughs> fancy wine. Which continent do you think of when you think of fancy wine? Italy. Italy. Well, well, well the, the continent, continent Europe. Europe. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Sorry. I, I immediately <laughs> said I'm Italy, like, too. Italy. Right. Yeah. Italy. So, okay, well, Europe needs to get its wine under control. Yes. For weeks now. Two weeks. <laughs> we talked to you about wine things, issues. So, France. Lock it up, Europe. Last week, they're destroying millions of dollars worth of wine in France because they had too much. Now this. Take a look. A river of red wine flowing through the streets of a small town in Portugal this week. This happened after an incident at a distillery. And you can see that video just kind of showing the, the wine rushing into the gutters, turning streets purple. Um, the distillery says the wine river was caused when two storage units holding it burst on Sunday. Nobody got hurt. The cause is being investigated and the distillery is going to offer to pay people for damage. You saw you see some damage there like to the wall a little bit or at least some uh, discoloration. Asking folks in the village to uh, record what happened. I think the only thing I would damage is the straws I would be using to suck that wine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. But, Spotted but that's live. Too, that's <laughs> a desperate dude trying to suck wine out of a gutter. Um, no, I, <laughs> it's it's really upsetting though. It's like, come on, Europe. What's up with this wine situation? Yeah, that looks. That's kind of ominous when you see <laughs> it, that. It does look. If you watch Game of Thrones, I got some red wedding vibes okay, there. If you yeah. remember that episode, so it kind of did feel like that. But it was just wine, and it's gonna be fine. We're all gonna be fine. It's, yeah. it's not the huge. But Europe, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it figured out, Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some boxes. I'm gonna box it up. Uh, now, number four in our daily four. All right, this one is another flowing fountain that may be cut off. Uh, for years, McDonald's has allowed customers to fill and refill their own drinks at their own leisure, but now the fast food chain has announced plans to ditch the self-serve soda machines. It's because McDonald's says fewer people are actually eating in the dining room since the pandemic, uh, reducing the need for self-serve drink machines. And McDonald's digital sales, which include orders on its app uh, and partners through like Uber Eats, now make up 40% of the total sales. McDonald's says the machines will be eliminated from its U.S. restaurants by the year 2032. Hmm. Future McDonald's will have smaller dining rooms or none at all. Oh, how do you feel about that? Because I, a big part of that when you have kids is going physically into the restaurant and they have the playhouse and you know this summer has been so brutally hot that we have actually gone to McDonald's like 
multiple times just for the play place inside. Really? Yes. I could see that. And then yeah, they we get a sale out they get a sale out of it because they have the free sure. play place. So I hope they don't get rid of the play places, but fine, we've actually encountered that already where they got rid of a soda machine and uh, it definitely you kind of have like a walk of shame a little bit if you're like I need another it soda. Need yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean they've they've cited cleanliness, that aspect of it I think, mm -hmm. you know, and I just okay. I mean, great. If that's what you're doing, that's great. But I don't know if it's that dirty. I don't know. Maybe little kids with hands that are not clean, kind of touching everything. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I think that you've got a little time to prepare. Again, 2032, like you said, you can adjust. Uh, we, we, yes. can, we can adjust to for it. For all of you introverts out there that yeah. are ashamed to ask We're for that second okay. drink, you can do it <laughs> if you need Me, it. Yeah. Sip, sip slowly. Sip, ask for no ice and sip Yeah, slowly. less ice. Yeah. Yeah, American Red Cross is asking Americans to roll up their sleeves. The nonprofit organization that provides about 40% of U.S. blood and blood components to hospitals is facing a shortage. Emergency supplies of donated blood are being described now as critically low. And here to share more about the shortage and how you can help is Dr. Christopher Gonzalez from Baylor Scott and White. So thanks for being here. We appreciate it. So we know the Red Cross shortage affects Central Texas blood centers too, uh, doesn't it? I mean, basically we all work together. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, thank you very much for the sure. opportunity to come and, you know, let the public know of the acute need for for blood donation. Um, yeah, you could look at the nation and the region's blood supply. It's one big pot. And if they're short, it's a reflection that everyone's a little bit uh, short. So it, so their shortage affects every everyone else, from us to Carter to UT Southwestern. Yeah, yeah and summers are a tough time for blood supplies. We we're talking a little bit earlier. Why is that, and what does the supply look like currently? Well, you really earlier you hit on some really important points we're not doing the school uh, blood drives people are busy they're barbecuing they're having fun they're just distracted they're on vacation and so it's not necessarily uh, the first thing on their mind or pe even people who donate regularly will uh, you know it goes on the back burner yeah, in the summer yeah. sometimes how are supplies currently then locally for we're we're not horribly short at Baylor and Scott uh, and White. We're short on O's. We're always short yeah. on O's. But like you say, the Red Cross is critically short. Our good colleagues uh, here at Carter, I'm sure they're short, you know, and they're what, within two miles of this uh, studio. So the people in Waco, it's very convenient for them to go donate. For there. folks who don't know, you mentioned we're short on O's. Why are, are O type bloods so? Well, uh, the O red cell, uh, is critical in trauma situations. I mean, the vast majority of transfusions are red cells, which is the oxygen mm -hmm. life saving component mm -hmm. of your blood. And the O is, the, as you know, is the universal donor cell. Essentially, no one reacts to O. And so you can give O in an emergency to everyone. So it ends up being overutilized yeah. relative to the proportion of O people in the population. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're always a little short yeah. on, on, on O cells. So if you know. know your blood type, all are needed, of course, but, but O's are very important. Yeah. As far as, you know, people who might be hesitant to give blood for the first time or haven't done it in a while, you can kind of walk us through the process and kind of let people know what it's going to be like if they haven't done it in a well, while. Well, for, for those that are reluctant or hesitant, I, I would tell people, hey, just relax. You're going to go in either at our blood center or anywhere else. You're going to meet super friendly staff. You'll get some reading material to tell you a little bit about the donation. You get a brief questionnaire uh, to make sure you're a good 
a good fit, a, good, a suitable donor. And then a very brief uh, physical example, you know, measure your hemoglobin, et cetera. Then you go to an extremely comfortable chair. Maybe the unpleasant part, the needle stick to draw the blood, oh, literally takes five, yeah. 10 minutes. And then boom, off to the canteen for your carrot cake and, right. your, and your coffee. I yeah. mean, it really couldn't, it really couldn't be easier. It's generally, you know, half an hour, 45 mm -hmm. minutes, something yeah. like that. Snacks and a sticker at the end. And then yeah. you know your blood type too yeah. at the end, generally, you'll learn that too. You'll learn your blood type, mm -hmm. uh, you, you get tested for an, a, a, a number of conditions. And uh, you know what, uh, you're gonna have a, uh, perhaps I'm exaggerating, but I think you're gonna have a tremendous feeling of yeah. satisfaction. True. You know, hey, I just saved you know, I just potentially saved two or three people's lives, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, most of us are just average people in our day-to-day -day lives, but you think about it, that's a pretty powerful thing Certainly. to know that, hey, you took an hour of your time and you potentially saved a life. Yeah. It's an incredible thing. Preparation the day before, what can people do to avoid any problems uh, the, the next day? when they're the, the, the day before or the morning of, have a nice substantial breakfast. Make sure you come in really hydrated, particularly in these hot summer months, because remember, we're gonna be taking off about a pint, 500 ml of red cells. Mm -hmm. So you could feel a little bit dizzy. The vast majority of people have no problems at all, but yeah. that healthy breakfast and come in really hydrated, you're good to go, you, you know. And then you're gonna, you're gonna go to the canteen mm -hmm. and drink some beverages. Yeah. We often hand out water beforehand. Mm -hmm. So the vast majority of people will have no problems whatsoever. You mentioned all the, all the good that can be done through a blood donation. How is the blood used? You know, where does it go? How is it used? Well, the standard blood product, it's a whole blood, mm -hmm. just like you know, you cut yourself, you see it, whole blood. Yeah. You have red cells in there, plasma, platelets. But the standard use now, the red cell, life-saving in any trauma situation, the plasma for clotting conditions, other hematologic conditions. We had this poor woman from a nursing home who had a recurrence of a very rare blood disorder. Mm. Wow, without the plasma portion, she would have been in a world of hurt. One treatment, bam, she was back to her baseline. Wow. Incredible. And then other products are made from uh, the, from the plasma, albumin, IVIG, yeah. clotting factors. Uh, I mean, it's really the red cells, the plasma, and then some derivative products. We know that um, it's not just during a tragedy that blood is needed, it's needed all the time because it doesn't last forever, obviously, so it's right. important to keep it, uh, keep it stocked. But if people do want to help, how can they find out more about learning about donating blood? Well, the, you know what? I, I think the easiest thing to do, if you're in the temple, clean area, Call Baylor Scott White Hospital switchboard, just bring it up on your Google Maps, you call it, boom, ask yeah. to be connected to the blood center. For those that live here locally, call Carter. Yeah. Like I say, it's just two miles from this, uh, from this studio and they supply uh, blood to Hillcrest. I mean, they are, they are a tremendous outfit too. And then pretty much everywhere else within the state, Houston, you have Gulf Coast or the Red Cross. Yeah. The Red Cross is the big, they're the big right. kahuna. Lots of opportunities yeah, to donate. It, it, it really is pretty easy for most people to donate blood. Dr. Absolutely. Gonzalez, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it. Spreading the word about this very important thing. We appreciate you always. And we'll be back right after this. No, no, Thanks no. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Be right back.
Do you have a library card yet? I used to. This is a reminder for me to get on it. It is yep. never too late to sign up for one, especially right now since it is library card sign up month. I have one for you right here. It's here huge. Look, it's awesome. <laughs> to celebrate the Waco McLennan County Library has a wow. special incentive. It might get you to sign up for a card to get to share more about that. And future events is the senior public information and communication specialist, Amy Sassatelli. Thanks for being here. Yes, again. Amy, welcome. And we'll yes. get to your friend in just a moment. Yes. But oh, in the meantime, you yeah. can just gaze at him. <laughs> How can people sign up? And can you sign up online? What do people need to do? Um, you can go ahead and sign up online via our website. Um, it's a pretty simple form that you fill out. Uh, and then when you come into our location, you just need to bring a current photo ID. If you've moved here from out of town and it's still your Alaska ID, that's fine. Just bring that with you. But something that has your current proof of address. So uh, just a local piece of mail, if you have your lease agreement, anything you can pull up on your phone, like uh, your auto insurance, sure. or we take a ton of stuff on the phone. So anything like that. Very yeah. What benefits come with actually having a library card? Any extra incentives folks may not realize? Uh, obviously in books, DVDs, yeah. audiobooks, all of that stuff that we have in house. We have special kits that you can check out. We have your favorite thing, our yes. museum passes, yes. <laughs> which allows you to great. get into uh, seven great things around town for absolutely free. Those are all listed on our website under museum pass if you search for that. Um, and then if you come in during this month and you sign up for a library card, mm -hmm. you can win this guy. Ooh, it is a fabulous tote. And then um, we will also put in here books of your choice. Do you want kid books? Do you want okay. board books? Do you want adult nonfiction? Do you want teen books? We will put in here whatever you want. That's great. And everyone who enters um, gets a, everyone who gets a new card is the chance to enter. And if you have a card, we have a separate drawing for you. Okay. Every time you come into the library, you also enter to win this. So there are going to be two prizes per location. So eight people will win this uh, bag full of books. Oh, that's a great prize. Yeah. And you, you have a prize. big celebration coming up this Friday. This is a, a part of your celebration as we talk yes. about signing up for library cards. But what's going on Friday? On Friday, uh, Friday is the start of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. And we are doing a big wall display unveiling event. We have a new giant canvas sized. Uh, there like four by six a museum quality displays going up at the South Waco Library and they are featuring prominent Wacoans um, throughout the time just people who have you know done anything that really made Waco the special town that it is today. Um, in addition to all those 15 people on the walls, we have people that are on a featured on a digital display, as well as uh, special important locations here in town. And uh, you can take home these little rack cards, and they will have um, their English on the front and Spanish on the back. These are the ones for the locations, because I didn't want to spoil who the people, right. the okay. special people okay. are. You can come find okay. out about that. And is it open to the public? Can it is open show to the up public to this at Friday? 10 o'clock. Uh, the mayor will be speaking. We'll have council people speaking. It's going to be a big event. We'll have special um, authentic drinks and snacks that you can come to. But yes, it's free. The public is absolutely invited to come because we're excited about it. It's a new permanent display and it's gorgeous. And September the 30th, there is an event the Central Library is partnering with some local adoption agencies for. Um, what can people attending that event to expect and why is that going to be so important to Central Texas? At the library, we do like to partner with um, local agencies as much as possible. This one is talking about uh, foster care in McLennan County and it's because um, it's really important to try to keep these kids in McLennan County when they're in the foster system. And so this is kind of just kind of given information about about what that looks like and if you're thinking oh I don't want I would never foster a kid come in anyway because there's other ways
ways that you can help. You can, uh, there's a special class you can take that you can babysit. So you can give some of these foster families a break. Uh, there's, you can uh, help them with donations. There's a bunch of things that you can do. So if, come on down to the talk and just kind of learn a little bit more about that foster here in McLennan County. It's really important. Y'all have so much going on, including something for Hobbit lovers on <laughs> September 22nd. That is where we get to your friend. <laughs> why is the Central <laughs> Library celebrating Hobbit Day? Or I guess, how are you celebrating? I shouldn't say why. I mean, yeah. why not? Yes. Yeah. Um, if you are a Hobbit fan, you know okay. that September 22nd is both Frodo and Bilbo's wow. birthdays. So our special celebration is you can come in anytime during the day, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, we'll give you a map. You'll go on a little quest. You'll okay. solve some puzzles. You'll kind of like get to the end. Um, and you, everybody gets a prize as long as you make it through. This is all ages, so because there are Hobbit lovers of all ages. And then if you get to the end, you reach in for a special prize. And if you get this prize, I'll put it on by Gollum. Okay. This is the Arkenstone. <laughs> and if you get him, you win <laughs> the Hobbit book. Oh, you win oh, the Hobbit book. You take them for your very own. That's yeah, great. so you get your own, but it's a really gorgeously illustrated book. So if you get the Arkenstone, you get the Hobbit book to take home, yes. But we also have, in addition to Gollum that you can take yeah. pictures with, there's a giant troll that you can take oh, pictures okay. with. There's the when they rode in the um, barrels. You can get in a barrel and have your picture taken like you're riding the rapids in a barrel. There's a bunch of photo ops. Um, it's plenty of Instagrammable moments. Oh, There's a ton so. of Instagrammable yes. moments, yes. Gollum really pops on screen, Isn't too. <laughs> Like he got his eyes like that because you read in the dark too much. You got to read in bright light, guys. Yes, no, sir. The book is his precious. Yeah, it is for me. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.